नमस्कार एंड वेलकम टू डांस बियॉन्ड परफॉर्मेंस विद मी मेघा सुब्रमण्यम वी आर गोइंग टू कंटिन्यू विद अ कपल मोर गणेश स्टोरीज एंड टुडे द स्टोरी इज ऑफ गणेश एंड द मून लेट्स लुक इट हैव माइथोलॉजी एक्सप्लेन्स वैक्सिंग एंड वेनिंग ऑफ द मून इन नेचर वैक्सिंग इज वेन the moon increases in size and waning is when the moon decreases in size and finally disappears in the sky is the moon actually increasing and decreasing in size no it is not it appears to be increasing and decreasing in size based on how much light is falling on it from the sun how do you understand this well firstly you can try looking at the sky and figuring out how much of the moon is lit and how much you can see usually when it's decreasing in size it seems like an inside curve and when it's increasing in size the curve seems to be coming out bulging out um well apart from that if you are in a completely dark room where no light seeps in you could keep a ball or a globe and try using a torch light on the globe and try shining it from different parts so while it's moving and while the ball is moving or the globe is moving and the torch is moving you will be able to see that only a certain part of the globe is going to be lit by the torch but of course this is just for understanding how light works but if you look at the sky the angle of the moon the sun and the earth determines how much light is going to fall on the moon and incidentally it is kind of similar every 15 days which is an amazing force of nature so apart from obviously admiring the gravitational force which holds all of these different planets sun and the moon together we can also explain this in mythology and how does mythology explain this it says that when ganesha was actually walking home on ganesh chaturthi which is his birthday with a belly full of sweets and more sweets tied on his belly with a cloth he couldn't see the road and the moon that was in the sky it was a full moon day and moon was watching ganesha walk home and it was clear to the moon that ganesha could not see the road So Ganesha tripped and fell and the moon just couldn't control his laughter. Ganesha got so upset with the moon that he immediately cursed the moon and he told him that he will never be seen in the sky. Now moon was a very proud god at that time. He was very very handsome. and he still considered to be one of the most beautiful gods 
you know sometimes when you praise somebody for their physical appearance some people tend to say oh you're as beautiful as the moon and that's how beautiful moon is he did have some pride about his beauty but when ganesha cursed him moon immediately realized his mistake and he apologized for feeling proud about his physical appearance and for laughing at ganesha for his physical appearance when ganesha realized how sincere moon was in his apology he wanted to take his curse back but unfortunately words that leave our mouth cannot be taken back so what did ganesha do he tried to change his curse a little bit and he told the moon all right this is how i'm going to change my curse you will appear and disappear in the sky so moon was happy that ganesha accepted his apology and forgave him apart from the story explaining the natural phenomenon happening it also tells us certain other things about ourselves firstly that when we speak harsh words to anybody in anger we cannot take them back therefore the question is should we ever speak in anger maybe not because we cannot take our words back we can apologize and try to reduce the impact of our words later and the apology and the change may be accepted but it is good for us to remember that words said in anger can never be taken back which is what happened to ganesha and what about moon what did what are we learning from the moon well we might find other people's physical appearances funny and because of their physical appearances they might end up doing things that seem funny to us but it can be hurtful to them so does it mean that we shouldn't laugh when we find things funny no it doesn't really mean that it just means that you should be aware where your comic nature is coming from is it coming because you feel that you are yourself perfect or there is a certain perfect way of functioning and somebody else's way of functioning has a problem and therefore you find it funny that is a question to always ask ourselves right so when we do hurt someone of course when we without intending to hurt them which is what the moon did you can always apologize and take it back but the thing is the hurt remains as well so our learning from this is to be constantly aware of our pride our ego and what we think about ourselves and why are we finding some things funny and why are some other things not funny is our fun hurtful or is it including the other person so these are some questions we can always ask before we react to anything that is around us now moving on from this story let's consider a situation where 
you happen to look at the moon when it's Ganesh Chaturthi. So what happens? It is said that if you do look at the moon when it's Ganesh Chaturthi, you will be wrongly accused of something that you haven't done. Well, that's a superstition. And I've never looked at the moon on Ganesh Chaturthi. In fact, the first time I was told this, I was so tempted to look at the moon. Because when someone tells you don't look at it, you're trying to avoid looking at it. And therefore you keep peeking at the sky. Thankfully, I haven't looked at the moon so far. I'm not saying I believe in the superstition. But, um, you know, I'm still scared. So I don't look at the moon. Now, what happens if you end up looking at the moon? The interesting thing about mythology is that it always has some solutions. So, it is said that if you end up looking at the moon, you can listen to the story of Satrajit and Krishna. So, Krishna happened to look at the moon on Ganesh Chaturthi. And he was accused of something that he never did. How did that happen? So Satrajit belonged to the Yadava clan to which Krishna belongs as well. Krishna's grandfather Ugrasen was the king of Mathura at that time. Satrajit lived in that kingdom and he was a great devotee of the sun god. You know how beautifully the sun shines in the sky. It lights up the whole world. It is said that when Satrajit met the sun god, he couldn't look at his favorite god because of his blinding light. So the sun god, to please his devotee, he took off the jewel around his neck. The jewel is called Shamantak. Shamantak is a jewel which shines very, very brightly. So Surya or the sun god gave Shamantak to Satrajit as a gift for being his devotee. Satrajit took the jewel and he was extremely happy to see his beloved God. As Satrajit happily walked around Mathura with Shamantak jewel around his neck, everyone looked at him because he was shining beautifully like the sun. It is said that Shamantak is a very, very fortunate jewel to have. Because if you have that, you will be free of all worries, all sorrows, and every all difficulties in this world. Nothing's going to touch you because Shamantak is supposed to pr protect you from everything. You will only be in joy. When Krishna saw the jewel, he asked Satrajit if he could have it for some time. Satrajit refused. He said he wouldn't give it to anybody. Krishna accepted it 
and moved on. Krishna had this thought that he would like to give the jewel to the king of Mathura, Ugrasen. But Satrajit wouldn't part with it for Krishna. Satrajit though ended up giving his jewel to Prasanna, his brother. His brother went hunting with the jewel and unfortunately was killed by a lion. The lion took the jewel. Now there is another person who is very famous in another mythological story called Ramayana who comes here. That character is Jambavan. Jambavan saw the lion with a jewel and Jambavan killed the lion and took the jewel from the lion and gave it to his son to play with. When Prasanna did not come back to Mathura and nobody realized why he didn't come back, everyone blamed Krishna for him being missing from Mathura. Krishna was really shocked because after he asked Satrajit, he never even thought about the jewel. But you see, he had looked at the full moon on Ganesh Chaturthi and he was wrongly accused of something. So he tried to prove his innocence. So Krishna went in search of Prasanna. On his way, he found Jambavan's son playing with the jewel. Krishna wanted to take the jewel from the child and asked for it. Jambavan, on seeing that, waged a war against Krishna. That war lasted for 28 days before Jambavan realized that Krishna is a form of Lord Ram and then gave the jewel to Krishna. We will talk about Ramayana much later but I think it is good for you to know that Jambavan has a very strong bond with Rama and therefore when he realized that Krishna is none other than another form of Vishnu or Rama. He was so sad for having fought for 28 days with Krishna. He immediately gave him the jewel. When Krishna returned with the jewel, he handed it to Satrajit. And everything was resolved. Krishna's innocence was proven. And therefore it is said that if you listen to this story, you will not get the effect of seeing the moon on Ganesh Chaturthi. Why did, what did the moon do that we get falsely accused if we see the moon on Ganesh Chaturthi? So it is said that the moon felt false pride in his own beauty, 
in his own appearance because when you attach yourself to physical appearance you you in you think of yourself as much greater than what you actually are and that is the falsity in your head and therefore if you look at the moon at that time you you get the falseness in you and therefore you get accused well i genuinely don't know if this is true but this is the belief and it's interesting to see that it has a certain philosophy also behind it because you know um when you're growing up it's always said do not keep looking at the mirror do not keep attaching yourself to your beauty but um i mean definitely you can admire yourself but to think of yourself as greater than somebody else because your physicality is what is acceptable today by society well tomorrow your physicality may not be acceptable by society because fashion and trends keep changing so what do you do then then do you go change your body because it's not fashionable to have that body anymore well that's what a lot of people do right now so in a sense it does makes it it, it does make complete sense that you know one shouldn't attach oneself to physical appearances and trends of the world or fashion trends or body trends and put your body through that much pressure well that concludes our stories for today thank you for joining me on dance beyond performance with me meekha subramanian may god be with you may peace be with you thank you